Hello, I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Welcome to a bonus episode of Stories for Wonderful Children. Today's story differs from our regular episodes because it was told just this week, so you'll notice that the children are a bit older. But I promise you, they're no less wonderful. Enjoy the story. there was a boy named Daniel and he was so happy because today was the day that he had been looking forward to for quite some time. He was riding in the back seat of his parents' car and he was clutching tightly his very favorite stuffed red panda, which he called Sam. He was whispering to it. He was saying, Sam, we're going to go to the zoo. And guess what we're going to see there? We're going to go see the red panda, just like you. He could hardly wait. He had been looking forward to seeing this new red panda that the zoo had gotten ever since he had heard about it. And it had been three whole weeks, which was practically forever. And finally, they were going. And so when they arrived at the zoo, and they bought their tickets, and they went in, and the first thing that they had to do of course, was to ride the carousel at the zoo, because red pandas are great, but, you know, carousel. And so he rode the carousel, and his brother, Garrett, also got to ride, and his sister sat in his mom's lap on one of the other carousel horses. And after they did that, his parents decided that the red panda exhibit would probably be really crowded, and also there was a special red panda talk by the red panda keeper, at 10 o'clock, and so they were going to wait and not go to the Red Panda first. They were going to go when they were having the talk. And so they decided to go see some other animals first. Now, Diana, you've been to the zoo recently. What was your favorite animal to go see? The meerkats. The meerkats. Daniel also loved the meerkats, although his little sister loved them the most in the family. She saw them popping their little heads up out of their holes and just laughed and laughed at them and pointed. And Daniel liked the meerkats a lot, too. And he pointed them out to Sam, who seemed very appreciative. And he also, while at the meerkat exhibit, got into his backpack where he had a full container of bacon. His father had made it for him for his birthday and he was getting to carry it around and eat it whenever he liked. And so he had a piece of bacon, and he thought about throwing a little tiny bit of the bacon to a meerkat, but when he asked his mother, she said, no, meerkats eat meerkat food. They don't eat bacon. Now, Daniel thought that probably everything ate bacon, given the opportunity, and that how would meerkats know that bacon wasn't good for them if they'd never tried it? Whoa, 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 whoa. Even pigs? Well... Bacon is made of pigs. Do pigs eat bacon? Pigs will eat anything. I think pigs will eat anything, but probably probably a question not to ponder too deeply. Anyway, after the meerkats, they still had a few minutes, so they decided to go see another animal. Now, now Katie, uh, what was your favorite animal when you went and saw it to the zoo recently? Uh, the snow leopard. The snow leopard. And that is what they went and they saw next. Now, the snow leopard was 
beautiful. It was curled up in a little white ball. It had this huge, fluffy, long white tail, and it was curled up with its nose tucked under its tail. It was beautiful, but it was not very exciting. While they were looking at the snow leopard, Daniel began to hear thunder rumbling off in the distance, and he noticed that the sky was getting a little gray. And so he asked his parents, hey, I think it's going to rain. Can we take the zoo train rather than walking to the red panda exhibit? And that way we won't get wet. And his mother and father looked at the zoo map and they saw that they were near a zoo train stop. And they looked at the clouds and saw that they were getting heavier and darker. And so they agreed. They went to the zoo train stop. And just as they got under the shelter, it started to just sprinkle a little bit. And they waited. And Daniel had another piece of bacon while they were waiting. And he offered a piece to Sam, but Sam didn't really eat much, being only a stuffed animal. And then Garrett said that if Sam didn't want his piece of bacon, he wanted a piece of bacon. And so Daniel, being a kind brother, split a piece of bacon in half and gave half to his brother and half to his sister. And by the time they'd finished doing that, they could hear the zoo train coming. And it was wonderful because the front car, the car right behind the engine was empty. And so they got into it and Daniel could see the engineer running the zoo train. He had a, he had a throttle to make the train go forward. And the train went around the museum. They got to see other exhibits. They went by the lions, which were roaring. They went by the gorillas, which were sort of sitting there and not doing much of anything. And Daniel noticed when they had finished the gorillas, he was looking forward and he saw that in the cab of the train, there was a big red button. And under the red button, it said, push only in case of emergency. And Daniel wondered what possible emergency could one have on a zoo train? And as he was wondering this, the train went into a tunnel. And when it came out of the tunnel, he was thinking no more about zoo trains or any other animals because right there was the red panda building. And he was finally there. We're here, Sam, he said, we're here. You're going to get to see a red panda just like you. It was a good thing that they had taken the zoo train because as they got off it, they saw that the rain had really started in earnest and it was really starting to thunder pretty frequently. And so they dashed through the rain. They went in to the building and there was a crowd there and they were all waiting. And while they were waiting, Garrett started tugging on Daniel's sleeve and pointing to the other side of the crowd and whispering, that's her over there. And Daniel sort of peered, trying to figure out who Garrett was pointing to. He saw on the other side of the crowd, a girl who was wearing a very unusual hat. The hat looked just like red panda fur. And underneath the red panda fur, the girl had very bright red hair. Daniel thought, huh, who does Garrett know with bright red hair? And as he was wondering this, the zookeeper came out. He was very tall 
perhaps one of the tallest men Daniel had ever seen, he had a name tag on that said Javon, and he was carrying a red panda snuggled down in his arms. The crowd was very excited to see the zoo's red panda. The zookeeper said, hello everyone, just back up a little bit so you don't scare the red panda here. My name's Javon and I'm the main caretaker for the, the zoo's first red panda. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about red pandas. They are endangered, which means that there are not very many of them left in the world and we have to take care of them and try to protect them. Daniel raised his hand and the zookeeper pointed at him. He said, yes, do you have a question? Daniel said, why are they endangered? And Javon said, well, there are a number of reasons. Probably the biggest one is habitat loss. Red pandas like to eat bamboo and they need lots of bamboo. And there aren't as many forests for them to live in because they've been, many of them have been cut down. Daniel said, well, my red panda here likes to eat bacon. And the zookeeper smiled and said, well, that's great. But here at the zoo, we only feed our red panda fresh bamboo. They like young bamboo shoots. He said, the other thing is that uh, red pandas get hunted. And from the other side of the crowd, Daniel heard someone speak up. And that someone said, my name is Marmalade Jones, and I know all about that. Some red pandas get hunted because some people believe that having a red panda hat is good luck when you get married, and I'm going to fix that. The thunder sounded outside, with a and everyone paused for a minute, sort of turned to look at this girl with the bright red hair. And Javon, the zookeeper, turned and he said, well, you're right about that. That's one of the reasons why people hunt red pandas. But how are you going to fix that, little missy? Marmalade glared at him. She said, I am not a little missy. I am Marmalade Jones, and I am going to fix that with this very special red panda right here. And she pointed to her hat, which now that Daniel looked closer was not just red panda fur. It was a red panda. It blinked. Everyone was silent for a moment. And then another crash of thunder sounded. Marmalade said, I'm training this red panda, which I acquired very legally. I'll have you all know. I've trained him to sit on people's heads as a hat. And I'm going to take him this very day to the part of the world where people like to wear red panda hats for weddings, and I'm going to allow him to be used to be a hat for weddings, and that way people won't have to hunt any red pandas. Daniel's mouth fell open. A red panda hat. Would Sam fit on his head, he wondered? Hmm. He ate another piece of bacon. And then there was the loudest crash of thunder yet. And as that crash of thunder sounded, the lights flickered and went out. 
and everyone, as sometimes happens when the lights go out unexpectedly and you're indoors, everyone sort of screamed and Daniel dropped his backpack and dropped Sam and he grabbed his mother's leg and she patted him and he could feel Garrett hugging his mother's other leg. And she said, it's okay. And they heard Javon say, okay, everyone, just hold still. I'm sure the lights will be back on in just a minute. Just don't move. We don't want anybody getting stepped on. Um, I'm just uh, one second here. I just need to find the red panda. Nobody move. And we'll just be, I'll be putting him away. And then I'll see the emergency power come back on. And so Daniel held very tightly to his mother's leg with his eyes squeezed shut because somehow that helped when it was dark. And after a moment or two moments, after a bit, he suddenly held, heard everyone go, ah, and the lights came back on. He looked around. There was his backpack and there was Sam inside it. And so he, he picked up the backpack and he saw that Javon had already put the zoo's red panda back in its cage. And he said, all right, well, uh, we're just on emergency power here. So uh, the storm's actually abating, but we're going to have to fix the power to this building. Uh, feel free to visit another part of the zoo, okay? Oh, said Daniel, he really wanted to see more of the zoo's red panda. He picked up his backpack, which was heavier, it seemed, almost. Um, he thought maybe he was getting tired. Seemed like it should be getting lighter because he had eaten quite a bit of his bacon. And so they headed out of the Red Panda building. And as they emerged, the rain was indeed lightening. They looked around to see what else was around, and they saw that the Penguin building was nearby. And so they decided that they were going to go in and see the penguins because maybe they had power. And so they went to the Penguin building. And they looked inside, and it was indeed light inside, and also very cold. Daniel was shivering almost from the moment that he had stepped inside. They walked to see the penguins, which were wonderful. They were sliding around on their bellies and diving into the water and making squawking noises at each other. But Daniel's teeth were starting to chatter, and he thought, I'm so cold. And so he sort of tried to stand closer to Garrett, but Garrett was trying to see the penguins and so wouldn't hold still. And so then Daniel got the idea that he was going to copy the girl, that Marmalade Jones that he had seen in the Red Panda building. And so he was going to have Sam on his head as a hat because surely that would be warmer. He opened up his backpack. He looked at his bacon container. It was almost half empty. He did not remember eating that much of his bacon. That was very distressing. He reached in and picked up Sam and put Sam on top of his head. Sam was indeed very warm, and Daniel felt better almost immediately. He went back to looking at the penguins, and as he did, he got a piece of bacon out of his backpack and began to eat it while watching one penguin sort of waddle around another one in circles. And he ate most of the bacon, and then, as he liked to do, he offered the rest of it to Sam, and Sam promptly ate it, and Daniel froze. He looked up. Sam winked at him. Oh, he said, you're not Sam. You're, 
Your hat, Sam. <laughs> he walked over to his mother. Mommy, he said. Sam's gone. I have hat Sam instead. His mother, who had been keeping an eye on his sister and on his brother, said, Yes, Daniel, that's very nice. Yep, Sam makes a great hat. No, Mom, said Daniel, you're not listening. This isn't Sam. This is hat Sam. And his mother said, What do you mean, Daniel? Daniel said, Look. He took out a piece of bacon and offered it to his hat. His hat promptly obliged by eating the bacon. Oh, my, said his mother. You're right. That's not Sam. Something must have gotten mixed up while the lights were out. We better go back. And so she got his, she got Garrett. She got his sister, and she got his father, and they all headed back out of the Penguin Building, over to the Red Panda Building. They walked in, just in time, to find the zookeeper, Javon, inside the Red Panda enclosure, looking very worried. They walked up to the glass, and Daniel tapped on it. Javon looked up, picked up the red panda, and walked out. Hey, said Daniel's mother, we think that we got um, the red pandas mixed up while the power was out? Yeah, said Daniel. This isn't my Sam. This is Hat Sam. I think maybe you have my Sam? Javon looked down. He said, yes, I have your stuffed animal. Thank goodness. I was so afraid we were going to have to start a zoo-wide search. These little red pandas are escape artists. Oh, said Daniel. Well, see, uh, this is Hat Sam. He likes to sit on my head like a hat. He said, I didn't know the zoo's red panda knew how to do that. And Javon looked at him for a moment. While he was looking at him, Daniel held up another piece of bacon, and Hat Sam ate it. Uh-oh, said Javon. I don't think that's our red panda either. I think that I think that red panda must be the the one that belonged to that marigold or whatever her name was. Garrett piped up. Her name, he said, is Marmalade Jones. And she's leaving. Didn't she say she was leaving the country? Uh oh, said Javon. So he handed Daniel back Sam, and he carefully took Hat Sam off the top of Daniel's head. He said, that girl's leaving. Yes, said Garrett. She said she was headed for the airport. Oh, oh, we've got to catch her, said Javon. She can't leave with the zoo's red panda. As he was saying this, Hat Sam was climbing up on top of Javon's head and sort of circling around to make, a nice, make himself into a nice hat. Well, said Daniel, let's go catch her at the airport. They headed out. We can take our car, said Daniel. No, said Javon. This is an emergency. We'll take the zoo train. And just then, the zoo train was pulling into the station. They all ran to the zoo train's shelter. The zookeeper, Javon, ran up to the engineer and said, I've got to take the train. It's an emergency. Okay, okay, said the engineer. Everybody out. So everybody got out. Can we come, said Daniel? Absolutely, said Javon. And so they all climbed into the first car. And Javon reached up one hand to make sure that the red panda stayed on top, and he pushed the throttle all the way forward. And the train began to go faster and faster toward the tunnel. He, Javon looked back at Daniel. He said, hey, what's your name? And Daniel said, my name is Daniel. And the zookeeper said, okay, well, I've got to make sure. I've got to keep my own hand on the throttle and the other hand 
on this red panda to make sure it doesn't fall off. When we hit the tunnel, press the button. Daniel said, you mean the red button? Yes, said the zookeeper. The one that says in a case of emergency, said Daniel? Yes, said the zookeeper. And so Daniel waited. They were getting closer to the tunnel. They were going faster. And then just as they hit the darkness of the tunnel, Daniel leaned forward into the engine cab and he pressed that big red button. And the train that had been going so fast made a sort of clackety clackety noise and was going even faster. And Daniel knew how long the tunnel was and they should have been through it, but they were still in the tunnel going faster, whooshing through the darkness, and then they were coming up, 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 and the train came rushing out into what Daniel recognized as the baggage claim at the airport, and boy didn't all those people waiting for their suitcases look surprised. The train whistled and slid to a stop. Daniel grabbed Sam, the zookeeper grabbed Hat Sam, and they went running through the airport. At security, the zookeeper said, Zoo emergency, we'll be right back. And they were waved through, running along with Sam and Hat Sam, and Daniel saw her up there, Marmalade Jones, trying to get a red panda on top of her head that did not want to be up there. It kept trying to curl back up in her arms and they went running towards her as she was getting ready to board the plane and Daniel yelled, wait, wait, wait. And Marmalade turned around and her eyebrows, her bright red eyebrows went up and she said, oh, and she came running towards them and they all came running towards each other. And they ran just a little too quickly, and they ran into each other, and suddenly it was just a pile of people and red pandas, and when all the people had stood up, the red pandas were all there in a pile. Oh dear, said the zookeeper. Which one is mine, said Marmalade Jones. My plane is boarding right now. And just then, the gate attendant said, last call. Daniel leaned over and picked up Sam. He said, well, this one is Sam because he's not moving. But the other two, which one's hat Sam and which one's not Sam? They all looked at each other. I've got to go, said Marmalade. I'm just going to pick one. You can't just pick one, said zookeeper Javon. Daniel said, wait, I know. And he reached into his backpack. He took out a slice of bacon and he held it out to the two red pandas. They looked at it for a moment, and then one of them looked away, and the other one stepped forward and delicately took it from Daniel's fingers. That one's hat, Sam, said Daniel. And that one, he said to zookeeper Javon, that one's not Sam. And so Marmalade swept hat Sam into her arms, waved, bye, I'll send a postcard and boarded her plane. Zookeeper Javon swept not Sam up into his arms, and they headed back through the airport. They reloaded themselves all onto the zoo train. And this time, not Sam, who had had a very hard day, refused to leave Zookeeper Javon's arms. And so Zookeeper Javon let Daniel sit up front in the train and move the throttle all the way forward and as they disappeared down the baggage chute, 
Daniel pressed the in-case-of-emergency-only button and got them back to the zoo, safe and sound. And there, zookeeper Javon gave Daniel and everyone in his family free zoo passes for a year. And Daniel got to pet not Sam once, just between the ears, before they headed home. And on the way home, they all agreed that it had been the best zoo visit ever. That is the end of the story. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and clever commentary were supplied by my children. The intro and outro music is by Brandon Thompson. If you enjoy the show, please tell someone about it or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is storiesforwonderfulchildren at gmail.com, and you can also find us on Facebook or Twitter. I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story. Thank you.